nil. And that's it as far as live sports concerned. Let's go to running now. And here's an inspirational story for you. <laughs> uh, the next time that you feel like not running, find this podcast and 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 just listen to this next story. My guest is Machepo Sioka, who was hit by a car during a morning run and has now completed her first marathon. Uh, Machepo, thank you very much for joining us. I, I don't know where to start, so you tell your story and let's see what comes out of it. <laughs> thank you so much. Um, thank you so much for having me. Good evening to all the listeners. I'm so excited to be sharing. Um, I think every single opportunity I get to speak and share my story, mm. um, I'm always so, so excited. Um, so, yeah, I'm a runner. <laughs> I am a runner. It feels so amazing to say that. Um, but really, just to cut a very long well, story. No, no, no. Don't, don't cut it. We want the long story. <laughs> you want the long break. Don't want the long story. <laughs> okay. Um, so, yeah, I started running uh, last year. I mean, I've mm -hmm. been on my fitness journey for the past, since 2014. Um, and I'd always been very determined, you know, and I'd been doing a lot of um, aerobics, uh, your high impact interval training, you know, weightlifting. So I had been doing everything but running. I would go on the treadmill here and there, but um, outdoor running, especially, I was never really into. However, last year in March, um, I decided, you know what, let me just give this running thing a try. Let me see how it is. And it was going quite well, actually. Um, and I'd run uh, along my route here at home in my neighborhood you know so i never really, i never joined the club um, because then for me at that point it was okay let me just you know get used to this running thing let me figure it out let me see if i like it um but for the most part i didn't um i did not enter into a running club i didn't do any races i was just really running on my own 10 kilometers 11 15 um i think i did 21 maybe two three times um, and everything was going well. Um, and I mean, for me, honestly, getting into the running and doing it for that long, it it really started to do a lot for me. I could see how amazing it was, you know, even mm. for my mental health. It was really, really great. Um, and then November came, yeah, November 2021 on the 8th of November, on the morning of the 8th of November. So um, I, I do have to mention that I, I do have temporary amnesia from the day. Mm. So I can't really um, remember most of what happened. In fact, what I do remember is waking up that morning. Um, it was around 5 a.m., if I'm not mistaken. Um, when I woke up, I put on my clothes, I got ready, and then I hit the road. After that, um, it's really quite blur on my side. Uh, my memory does kick in from the time when I had um, woken up in the hospital. Mm. Um so, but what happened, what, so basically, and I do mention this when I tell the story, but it's quite difficult to process it because now you're relying on what everybody else is mm. saying happened, you know. So how do you kind of deal with it when it's, um, you know, diff or story, the story that you are hearing does have a bit of um, loopholes in it. But anyway, the driver that hit me, he claims that um, there were two guys that were trying to attack me and pull me to the side or into, you know, the, the bushy area. Um, they're trying to pull me or attack me. In fact, when I read when I read his statement, he said I was getting mugged. Um, and then, in, in order to try and get away from them, I ran onto the road. That's what he said, or that's what he claimed. And then that's when he checked me. 
Um, So it is a story that, you know, at home and, you know, um, even the lawyers that were involved, we we are questioning it a bit um, in terms of its accuracy because, I mean, he was also coming at a very fast speed. When we look at the pictures of the car where it hit me, like um, the dent that it has shows that he was really coming at a very fast speed. So to us, it makes us think, okay, if you were noticing danger, I mean, as a driver, if you're a driver and you're noticing something a bit peculiar happening, you will slow down. I think it's a natural thing. Even if you're not going to stop, but you will slow down. Okay, there's a lady being mugged or attacked. Mm. I don't think he's still going to be going at such a fast speed, but he did not, um, according to his story. Um, so, yeah, that's one of the things that we were questioning a bit. But anyway, that's uh, the statement that he gave. On my side, I can't really remember. I just can only um, detail what happened uh, when I woke up to just go and run. Okay, so um, you, you woke up in the hospital. You, what were the injuries? Um, yeah, so basically, so the car hit me, right? And then when I got to the, so luckily he didn't, um, he didn't, like, he stopped to help me and called the ambulance, you know, um, and he called my mom. So it seems I was able to, right when he hit me, I was able to give him my mom's um, phone number before the concussion hit. Um, but when we got to the hospital, hospital um, the neurosurgeon rushed to take me to theater, straight to theater. Um, and he said to me when I'd woken up that um, the injury, the, the, the injury was so deep on my on my on my forehead because I've got a scar now that you could actually see my skull. He said my skull was actually exposed. It was that bad. Um, and I remember on my knees as well, on my legs. I think for the first three days, like I could not even walk. It was that bad, you know. Mm. Um, so those were the injuries that I sustained. I do have the scar, so it seems like it's going to be a scar for life. But we're grateful. <laughs> <laughs> we're grateful for 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 the gift of life. So yeah, that's what happened that day. And um, I, I I do say a lot that I think for me in that time that period was very difficult because I couldn't understand why that would happen to me. I mean, I had started falling falling in love with running, you know, so I was like, God, why now? Why mm. then? Um, and three weeks after, actually, that's when I decided, okay, I'm going to go go back to the gym. Um, and, you know, at home. Yeah, at home, you know, everybody was so, my mom was so apprehensive. She's like, um, you know, you're not going to do road, run, uh, road running. You know, everybody was just like, no. And I remember actually in December, she came home with a treadmill. <laughs> She's like, we're not going to get you outside. You're going to do everything in here. Um, but I wanted to go back to the gym um, because for me, like one thing I always say is that fitness has really been a form of therapy for me mm. in addition to the therapy I already do for my mental health. Um, so I wanted to go back to the gym just so that I can really get back to myself and so that I could also believe that I am okay. Like the where the worst could have happened, it did not um, happen. You know, I was still mobile. So even though when I went back, I remember the first few weeks when I went back, I, I couldn't run and I made it a point. Even my mom was like, you better make sure you don't run. Because <laughs> I'm that type of person that I always want to push myself uh, you know, so I had to walk, and I think the walking helped because, I mean, even on my knees, my knees were very, very badly affected. I had these, um, my my muscles were a bit swollen um, around my knees. I do have an area on the side of my thigh. I, I think it's called lymphedemia. I think it's called something like that. And the, the neurosurgeon says, you know, it might actually never go back, mm. um, but it's fine. It's really a small detail compared to if I'd lost my mobility or if I'd, you know, if I'd passed. 
Mm. Um, so I went back to the gym and, um, you know, I just started picking myself up from there. I think for the most part, I wanted to know that I am okay. Like I wanted to believe it um, in my mind that I am okay. So, yeah, <laughs> that's what happened. <laughs> okay. So you decided to start running and then not just run a little 5K or a, or a 6K or just run for fun. <laughs> no, no, no. You're going to do a marathon. Yeah. Yeah, I, I did mention that I am that I'm I'm really that girl. Like I just <laughs> like to overextend myself all the time, you know, even in trust I was that one who wanted to come out first. So I've always just been that person who wants to really push myself. So um so what I just one thing I do mention is that, you know, as much as in being hit by the car was the worst, it was horrible. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it really taught me a lot. It, it taught me to be very cautious as well. Um, let's say that the story the driver provided was true. Mm-hmm. Um, then it says to me, listen, running alone is not a good idea, you know, especially as a woman. In fact, I think all runners, um, if you can, you know, don't run alone. But um, as a woman living in our country, in the state of our country with GBV and all these things that are happening, as a woman running alone is probably not the best idea. <laughs> so it really taught me that, okay, Peggy, let's, um, let's join a running club, you know. So uh, I, I signed up with um, Waterfall, Athletic, Waterfall City Athletics Club. That was in April. And then I remember they, there was also um, another runner that I saw along the route where I go to the gym. And I hijacked him, same. <laughs> and he's those fast runners. He's those ones who um, run like your three three minutes, one kilometer in three minutes. He's those types. Yeah. And I hijacked him like, you know what, listen, I, I really love running and I want to get back into, you know, um, running outside. Would you be willing to run with me? And shame, I mean, he's really been so amazing. Two to three days out of the week, um, he he's the one who runs with me along yeah. my um, week route because Midrand is quite far from me. I'm in Pretoria. So then I will do the club runs on Saturday with the, with the waterfall um, crew. So that's really what one of the things that running has 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 taught me that um sorry the accident has taught me you know to be very cautious and to mm. take your craft seriously to take your sport seriously you know take care of your knees I mean now I make sure that I go to the physio regularly um because my knee does tend to have a, a bit of a problem you know so I make sure that I have the right running shoes so it it was really a bad thing that happened but it you know the fact that I'm still alive means that okay how do you make sure that we are more careful um so yeah i i started running i think the, the beginning of the year i was doing your mini 5ks then i went into the 10ks um and then i said when i went to waterfall city i just you know jumped into the 10 ones i do I, I do have to mention that um in february from february yeah february march april i started the races um, as I mentioned that last year I was not doing races. Mm. Um, so this year I said, okay, let's try out races, you know, because and the biggest multi- motivation was, okay, you're running with 3,000 other people. Like, <laughs> what could possibly go wrong? <laughs> so I said, let's join in and do the races. And I was just doing your 21 kilometers. Um, and one thing I do love about, about running is that you always want to break the barriers. You want to keep, right. like, if you were running five kilometers last month, you... You, as a runner, you always say, okay, you know what, can I make it six? And then you're like, can I make it 10? You know, um, so the 21 started to become a bit boring. Like, how can we really <laughs> challenge ourselves? <laughs> you know, so um, then I said, you know what, I'm going to do 42. 
Um, so when I did the, the, the club trainings with Midrand, um, on Saturdays, Waterfall City, they have a 10-kilometer training, a 21 and a 30. So I remember saying, okay, I'm going to try. There's a guy who coaches me as well. Then I found him on Twitter. The hashtag running with Sumi Solar community has been so amazing. I think the people are so supportive. You know, when you post your running stats, everybody's just like, yay, well done. And there was another runner that I hijacked. And I'm like, Zeno, I want to run 42. Can you get me there? He's like, great, Teppy. We're going to do that. But you're going to start with your 30. And then we did the 30. And then at the um, Waterfall Club run, I did the other 30. Um, it was 32, actually. So the furthest I ran mm. before the marathon was 32. And then, you know, we had a discussion with Zeno because he was saying, Tippy, listen, because I was saying June. I'm like, listen, I think in June I'd be ready for the, the, the 42. He's like, uh-uh, Tippy, listen, we've got a good two months to prepare. May at Wally, um, Wally Hayward, uh, my way, you will be ready for your 42. Um, so when I'd done the 32, he's like, okay, Tippy, listen, now we know that physically your body can carry you through 32. Now you just need um, your mental strength to carry you through your last 10. And yeah, so that's how I <laughs> gradually got to running the first marathon. <laughs> sure. It's okay. It's a hell of a story. But not just that, you've also got an NGO that you're working with. You've also written a book. Uh, Let's start with the NGO. What do you do there? Oh, when you ask me about that, I'm going to try to really, because I talk, I think you can hear that. I can go on and on and on. So I'm going to try to keep it short. We got, <laughs> we got nine minutes. Okay. All right. <laughs> Let me time myself there. But um, the, the non-profit organization, it's called A Treasure in a Ruin. Um, we, we found it in 2018. Um, so it's such an amazing, amazing, amazing thing. I wake up every day with so much passion and excitement. And I think even after the, the accident, I think it's really helped me to develop a get-to mentality as opposed to a have-to. You know, so I wake up every day, I'm like, you know, my life really is a miracle. I'm like, God, thank you that I'm alive and I get to do this. So with the nonprofit, we do various things. But one of the projects that I do want to speak about, which is something that's um, very big for us this year and we're trying to really grow in, is our psychosocial support program. Mm-hmm. So we have selected 30 children, um, 30 underprivileged children um, in from Mamilodi, um, which is in Pretoria East, from a, a, a squatter camp called Pomolong. It is a bit of a marginalized, very underprivileged um, part of that um, township. And, you know, the circumstances that these children are living in um, is really, really very gruesome. And that's how we selected these children specifically. So what we do is that once every month, uh, one Saturday every month, um, so we've committed to saying, okay, it's a 12-month program. Let's try it out for 12 months. So we're going to take these kids one Saturday every month, um, and we have an educational program with them um, surrounding issues that, that are pertinent to their development and where they're at. Their ages are 10 to 18, so we group them. You know, you're 10 to 11-year-old. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, we can't talk um, the same way to 18-year-olds the way we do mm-hmm. to 10-year-olds. So we try to group them in our sessions. Um, we talk about various things. I remember the first session we spoke to them about identity, um, which is so important. And then we spoke to them about dreams and goals, which is actually at the core 
of this project because we want the children to dream big. We want them to see bigger than where they come from. We want them to know that there's a future that's, that, that's waiting for you, you know. Um, and then additional to that, we read with the children. Um, so we spent about an hour and a half as well reading. We've done a book drive and we've donated some books to the kids that they can take home and read. Um, we're trying to get a, a, a sign up for some other projects where we can help them with several other skills when it comes to reading because we do see that they struggle a lot with that. And then mm. additional to that, we um, so we have people in our lives because we don't have funding yet. It's something that we're working towards. <laughs> but we have such amazing, amazing group of people, um, you know, because we, we, we post this every single month. I send individual messages to people every month and people are so willing to jump on and donate um, hygiene products, or just donate money so that we can purchase these things to put it to put it to put the packs together. So we put together hygiene packs for both the boys and the girls. The difference is that the boys packs just don't have the pads, um, but uh, we have everything. Yeah. Yes. Uh, I do want to talk about your book before I have to go, Matepo. So uh, yes. it's called Your Transformation Summons. Uh, I love your word here. Um, you must be intentional about your transformation, and this is what you do, you've done. It goes beyond just saying, yes, I want to transform, you say. You say it's about putting in the work. It's about being prepared to work for the things that you want. And I think that's what you said. It, your knees are, are struggling, but you, you put in the work to get to your marathon. Yes, 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 yes. So um, the book, uh, yeah, Your Transformation Sums, and I, I think the title says it all. It says, listen, your, your best life, your greatness is calling. Who you're meant to be is calling. Now, everyone can say, yes, I want to be great, but it, it's mm. really the people that are prepared to put in the work, the people that are prepared um, to put in the sacrifices that actually achieve this transformation. And that's really what the book does. It, it says to the reader, listen, yes, you might want it, but you're going to need to work. And the book does give practical tools i mean i related back to what i did when i got my transformation waking up early you know your 4 a.m your devotions in the morning you're planning your day out your prayers you're working out you know you're reading your education so i do speak about that and i really just encourage the reader listen you want your transformation you want your best life your greatness you're going to have to put in the work for it have you forgiven the driver for the accident um yeah i I think it's hard because, like I said, <laughs> I haven't, because I don't really know, I don't have a recall of what happened. Um, but, yeah, I've, I have forgiven him. Um, I mean, I'm grateful really that I am okay, I'm alive, I'm fine. So I haven't really, I was never even really angry at him, honest, to mm. be honest. Um, I have no connection with him. Let me just say that. For me, it was, okay, this happened. Um, how do I move forward since I'm okay? Are you doing another marathon soon? The the, the, the the other runner that I run with during the week said, listen, uh, comrades, when can we? He's like, okay, i give you a good three years. So knowing the person that I am, maybe I'll try for two years, <laughs> even if I don't finish, but I'll attempt it. But yes, this year, definitely probably another 42 that I will be doing. It was hard. I cried at the finish line. I cried like a baby. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I cried only because of the tears of joy or mm. how much of a beating I took on the street, but <laughs> it was amazing and I'll definitely be doing it again. <laughs> two Oceans is just around the corner. It's next year, so you've got time for Two Oceans. 
Yes, yes, definitely. Coach Zeno said we are doing two oceans next year, and I think I have a lot of time to prepare for that. <laughs> What's up, Pasiaka? You're an inspiration. Where do we find your book? Is it available? Yes, yes. So my book, um, on all my so on my social media platforms, you can just DM me there, um, and then I will get everything ready to send the book. So my social media is Matepo Sioka on across all platforms. So double M A T S H E P O. Um, S-E-O-K-A. Um, so if you can just search me, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, I'm there, and then I will um, get the book to the people. Great chatting to you. Thanks very much for joining us. Thank you. Thank you so much. Matsepo Sioka <laughs> completing her first marathon after being in an accident. You heard the story. Uh, yeah, inspirational story as well. So yet I sat on my bum all day today doing nothing, saying, just I wish I could lose weight. Ah, you can't just wish it away. Uh, Your Transformation Summons is her book. Go find her. Uh, Matsepo Sioka. You with SAFM? Quick sting, and I'll wrap up your sport for you.